Greetings, Maltopians. Are you looking to delve deeper into the world of Maltopia? Then check out our Patreon, where you can find written mythos pieces, world maps, found footage, art, Patreon-exclusive shows, and more. Just go to patreon.com forward slash Maltopia and join one of our tiers for access to great new content. Brave the forbidden and embrace the darkness. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG.
Greenwich was shot today as police arrived to investigate two grisly murders. They say the women's feet were sewn together in the bottom of some rooms to avoid near images of each other. It was just a splendid morning. At least that's what I thought at the time. The birds were singing. I was taking some muffins out of the oven. And my family was waking to the smell of my masterful breakfast. My little ones were the last to drag themselves down to eat. You know, I honestly don't even remember what their names might have been. I think the tall one with the blue eyes wore glasses that didn't fit quite right. Her vision must have been poor. She would have been easy to sneak up on, I imagine. Now, my husband was a nice man. Thin, I believe, with rangy arms, but wide, muscular, <laughs> tasty calves. I believe he might have been named after someone famous, someone tall. After the table had been decorated with all my baked goods and fried delights, my family and I began our meal. I can only remember where everyone's eyes were looking, and how far their hands were from the butter knives and expensive forks. And I could easily imagine how the little girl might have tasted. I should probably feel awful for thinking that, but, uh, it is true. The little boy... I think he was a little boy, said something about having a nightmare. It's always the children who know first. His hand was adorably tiny as he wrapped it around his folk and clumsily delivered the food into that messy little mouth of his. I think I might have loved him then. Who knows, I might still, but I'm not sure. I suppose it doesn't matter anymore, does it? <laughs> Now my husband was talking to the little girl with the crooked glasses. His hands seemed so weak looking as they gestured alongside his words. As I picture them, they kind of remind me of a couple of dead featherless birds. Yet, there we all were with our pointless words scattering the breakfast table as we shared our morning meal. At some point, as hard as it is to believe, I think I actually declined a plate of bacon that was passed to me. Instead, I reached for the grapefruit, if you could imagine such a thing. Can you even imagine such a thing? <laughs> I do recall there being a steady breeze. The wind chimes never let up for a second. I was passively trying to hear something behind the noise of the tiny chimes. Something that seemed out of place on such a beautiful day. I remember that I needed to look out the window and thinking how odd an impulse that was and how I had never in all my life felt something so strange. It was as if something from a dream had taken over my free will 
right there in the kitchen at breakfast, surrounded by greasy dishes and sunshine. The most unusual moment of my life. Of that life, anyway. <laughs> no one at the table had any idea how terrified I was at that moment. They just kept eating and talking and laughing. Beneath my clothing, I began to tremble. I couldn't speak. I just turned my head towards the window and looked out into the yard. There wasn't a thing amiss. Everything was accounted for. Trees swaying in the breeze, sunshine, dapple patio, the big old blue sky. But then I realized, in that very second I turned away from the window, something had changed indeed. The sound I couldn't hear for the chimes had entered the room. It had to come through the window, naturally. I was still paralyzed. No one even noticed the invading thing, whatever it was. They were still carrying on as if the world wasn't about to change. The little boy looked at me, and he tried to speak. Yeah, I'm sure uh, now that it was a little boy. Yes, indeed it was. His words, along with his entire body, just they kind of sank away into the sound of a soft breeze. Gently. Finally. And then there was darkness everywhere. I was still holding the grapefruit in my hand. <laughs> I think everyone imagines the great darkness as an event that was visible at a distance. Like some kind of apocalyptic tidal wave, you know, rolling slowly towards land. When everyone sees a wave rise up above the clouds, they run a-screaming, falling over each other as they go. But it really wasn't like that at all, at least not for me. Of course, it could have been different for everyone, uh, who can say? The world seemed so much smaller, more personal-like. Like everything had been locked into a closet, but the darkness gave the impression that the closet might go on forever. I looked out the window again. I can clearly remember staring at a tree that was all lit up by a stray beam of light falling from somewhere above. Its branches were bizarre, wrapping around one another like eels in a bucket. And they was filled with the strangest, blackest fruits, each one the size of a cantaloupe. They looked absolutely delicious. But they were squirming every which way, like something might have been trying to get out of them. Or well, the fruit itself was breathing. I really didn't know which. But neither reason would have made me want to eat them any less. Not even when some of the fruit fell off the tree and rolled into the darkness. Where I swear I heard them scurry away on little tiny feet. I couldn't take my eyes off a tree until I saw my little girl walk up to one of the branches. And sink her teeth into one of the low hanging fruits. Her glasses were gone. And she was looking around as if her eyes were working just fine. I think she uh, looked at me briefly before she backpedaled into the darkness. Her smile all sweet and black from the fruit. I wanted to chase after almost as much as I wanted a piece of that peculiar fruit. But somehow I knew I wouldn't catch her. I was quite a mess then. Just a thing that cried and cried. When I finally turned away from the window... I saw my husband, dressed for work and walking out the door with his briefcase. All he said to me was, Don't wait up, honey. <laughs> I 
I wandered around the house for quite a while, looking at familiar things. When I was sitting on my bed, staring at the cream-colored walls, I thought I heard someone knock at the door. I hid under the bed at the sound of the front door opening, and what could only have been the footsteps of a large crowd of people entering my home. Whoever they were, they came right up the stairs and into my room. I could see quite a collection of footwear from where I was laying. Dirt-encrusted boots, well-worn slippers, sneakers, even some expensive-looking high heels. There might have even been twenty or so people in there with me. And besides the sound of them walking around on the wood floors, I couldn't hear a single one of them so much as breathe. They just kept walking around, moving closer to one another and then away, like a gang of socializing mutes. Now, after a while, uh, little drops of blood started falling to the floor. They didn't react to it at all. They seemed far too busy scuffling up my polished floors with their non-stop mingling. Severed fingers littered the floor next. Then all kinds of body parts. The blood started to pool around me. But I hadn't even the tiniest inclination to pop up from beneath that bed. This went on for all kinds of time, with whole limbs and heads and whatnot hitting the floor. Long after it became obvious there were far more body parts than it could have been provided by twenty people, the strangers left the room. At least their feet and ankles did. I cannot vouch for the rest of their bodies, trudging through the blood and carnage as they went. Once they were all in a hallway and moving down the stairs, I could hear them talking incoherently. I suppose they were just your everyday, ordinary crowd of potty-goers. You know, they just stopped by to wander wordlessly around my bedroom and shed hundreds of pounds of mutilated body parts. Of course, that whole fiasco with the blood and meat has a completely different effect on me now. But I'm sure I don't need to tell you that. Anyway, after I heard the front door close and the voices move out into the streets, I decided there was no safety to be had inside the house. It took me some time to gather enough courage to leave, but finally I put down the grapefruit and made my way into the darkness of the streets. Now the outside was dark, <laughs> terribly so. Yet I could see far and clearly. There was a sense of enclosure to the darkness, as if it were a structure built up around the world, providing shade. My feet were still tucked into my blood-soaked wool slippers, and they made a comical squelching sound as I tiptoed around. Whenever they creased from my movement, little red bubbles appeared. I remember at one point, while I was wandering around, I noticed the branches above my head were creaking from this constant breeze. But when I looked closer at all the pretty autumn colors, I realized the branches were moving all on their own. They were waving against the wind, probably trying to shoo away the gigantic moths that were playing about their little branches. There also seemed to be a, a kind of melodic absence tolling somewhere in the background of the world. It was tiny and fragile, and the slightest thought could block it out. I think it was just a fancier form of quiet. It reminded me of cursive writing made from silence. 
The air was incredibly soft and forgiving, and I moved about as though I were in a dream, never worrying or tripping or falling. Lesser technical issues were completely resolved during the darkness. You never had to worry about splinters or tripping, swallowing wrong, stubbing your toe, frog in the throat, that sort of thing. It was as if all the jagged edges of the previous reality had been blunted, if not entirely removed. Now that's not to say the darkness lacked subtlety. The nuances were exquisite, I can assure you. I could feel the shadows trickle over my skin, tickling like cobwebs against goose flesh. And whispers could become various kinds of insects. I once whispered the story of Little Red Riding Hood to a pet of mine, and suddenly all these little red crickets were hopping out from the corners of the room. Nasty tasting things, crickets. Anyway, enough all that. <laughs> this is my last story, and I'll hear it finished before you uh, cobble me into some kind of bone-gilded music box, or whatever you plan to do with me after I'm dead. Now, where was I? Oh, yeah, I remember. I was walking down the sidewalk. As I snuck around the neighborhood, I could see a line of people twisting about from behind the brambles of what I remembered to be an abandoned house. The house was peeling paint and the lawn was wildly overgrown, and it had been a source of endless complaints by all the neighbors. All the people were silent and apparently happy, as everyone was smiling. I hoped that it was a crowd of neighbors waiting to receive rations or the like from some form of emergency services group. Can you imagine that? <laughs> well, I walked up to the back of the line, uh, somewhat in shock from all that had already happened, and I suppose I played up my fright a bit as I was in desperate need for some good old-fashioned pity. I wandered, sobbing and shivering, over to the people at the end of the line. They didn't even look at me. They were all too busy staring at what looked like the movie tickets or something. They cradled little things in their cupped hands as if they were too precious to hold one-handed. And then in a somewhat breathless, exaggerated tone, I, I questioned a woman at the end of the line about all the darkness and insanity and, you know, what have you. She placed an index finger to her lip and shushed me. That's when I noticed her footwear. I never forget a pair of red sneakers as long as I live, which, in view of my current situation, I suppose won't be that long. She was one of the mutes that had wandered around my bedroom, flinging body parts all around. My little epiphany seemed to be the woman's cue to activate her next level of weirdness, because just as I figured things out, she curved her face into a dreadfully vapid smile. The sort you'd see stretch across a sugar-drunk child's face. I quickly exchanged my indulged expression of horror for the real thing, and I ran as fast as I could in the opposite direction. Those stupid blood-squishing slippers made a right and proper joke of my exit, by the way. I ended up squeezing myself into a small gardening hut in some random backyard. I just sat in there, scared like you would not believe, <laughs> wondering how long I could stay hidden before some horrible thing or another prompted me to leave. Do you know that I stayed in there for two weeks? Well, at least it seemed like a couple of weeks. 
You see, time was a tricky thing during the darkness. I never got hungry and I never had to powder my nose, so to speak. The darkness was a wonderfully immaculate enterprise, at least as far as the more unpleasant requirements of the human body was concerned. Another one of those dampened technicalities I mentioned before. I should also mention that uh, sleeping was all but impossible. So all I could do to pass the time was hum old show tunes and talk to myself. At one point, I began to sing a funny little song. Uh, it was really an odd ditty, full of all kinds of cut-up and pasted-together rhymes and songs I'd heard. I don't know where it came from, but the more I sang it, the braver I became. And just when I'd worked up the courage to leave, a small piece of paper was slid through the crack in the wooden door. All it said was, louder please. <laughs> now, uh, I decided it might be wise to wait a bit before leaving, song or not. So when I finally felt safe again, I crept slowly from the shack and skulked around the edge of the yard, on the lookout for people wearing familiar footwear or smiling like psychotic idiots. I could see the line of people had stretched into the nearby streets, all of them clutching their tickets and grinning. I have to admit that I was pretty curious about the movie showing inside of that there abandoned house. I eventually decided that I needed to change the scenery, so I carefully made my way through the side streets and parking lots until I was closer to the downtown area, where I hoped to encounter sane individuals. I had no idea what a tall order that was. When I arrived at the center of the city, I encountered a throng of people carrying around metal fittings and other various mechanical odds and ends. This time I was a bit more careful about how I approached people, so I watched and I waited. I soon discovered they were building a roller coaster inside of a skyscraper. <laughs> it wound down from the top of the inside of the building, twisting into hallways and offices and up and down elevator shafts and stairwells and presumably into the basement and maybe even the sewers. I could see the cars zoom past some of the windows and I could faintly hear the joyful screams of the passengers. Soon this uh, ridiculous little absurdity began to wiggle around inside me. I desperately wanted to take a turn on that ride. But a derailed car filled with screaming riders came crashing out of a 30-story window. So I decided to move along. At least until the roller coaster was repaired. <laughs> it didn't take me much longer to figure out that the whole world had pretty much gone off the deep end. So I decided to find a quiet place to relax. I was about to sit down behind a dumpster and read from a damp fashion magazine I'd fished out of it when I heard something behind me. Yep, it was the sneaker woman, smiling so hard she made my face hurt. She just stood there like some kind of demented doll. And after I don't know how long, she put her hand out like she was checking to see if it was raining. Suddenly, Across the entire sky, it started raining bloody body parts.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mm. 